CBS Radio's The New Sky. WOMC HD3 Detroit. WKHQ HD3 Seattle. WBMX HD3 Boston. Psychic Radio is now CBS Radio's The Sky. Back to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. Call now. 248-545-SOUL. New SkyRadio.com. Believe. If it's true that we translate to a similar life in a parallel world when we, quote, die here, do we pick up where we left off at the same age? Do Ben and I do psychic readings? What do you... <laughs> he's laughing. What do you do about strange noises in your house? Hey, and welcome to the 197th edition of Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. I'm Ben, and all those questions came from various listeners, and we'll try to answer them tonight now before we do that i want to deal with something that came up this past week about that word translate that we've been using to refer to dying and death uh this is from lisa in garfield heights ohio and lisa writes as soon as i heard you say this weeks ago i had to laugh a tv show bones beat you to it you will notice the air date is april of 2009 uh, go down to the quotes. They substitute the word translated for died in this episode. Did you get this from Bones, or is it just synchronicity at work? Well, I, you know, I, I have to, Ben and I laughed. If anybody thinks there is an original thought on television today, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm touched by people's uh, faith that there can be such a thing, but I just don't, don't think so. <laughs> um, Actually, uh, we've been casting around for a better used word to use than died. Uh, one of our frequent guests, uh, Dave Kane, author of 41 Signs of Hope, who was in contact with his son, uh, who was the youngest victim of the Rhode Island Station nightclub fire in '03, often has mentioned his frustration with our language, and I certainly agree. He will say, well, we use the word passed away, we use the word passed on, or, or, or whatever, but it, it's, it's not good enough. So I cast back over my theological education over the years, and the best word I have found in English to capture the idea of of unending life and yet changing, wearing out uh, vessels or bodies, I, I, I can think of no better word than translate. It's a theological term. It comes from the, the uh, Greek word uh, metaphraste. The trans- Greek word? The Greek? Greek. It's a Greek. Somebody, I don't know, they're hanging around with a cat too much. Anyway, uh, the Greek word translate. And it, it means not just to change something from one language to another, but theologically it, it means uh, moving something sacred from one place to another. Or even moving something from one state of being to another. For example, if you're familiar with the word uh, translation, I should say transfiguration in the Gospels was the story of Jesus uh, going out with some of the apostles, two of the apostles, and, and having uh, them see him with, uh, with with two of the Old Testament figures, uh, Moses and uh, Isaiah. Was it Isaiah? I, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, so much for my theological Moses, education. Anyway. No, it wasn't Isaiah. Aaron. No, no, you're right. It is Isaiah, I think, because he was... Okay, well, anyways, well, it was Moses and one of the prophets. Yeah. Uh, anyway, common story. I should be ashamed of myself for not knowing who it was. However, the point being that this was a translation in the theological sense. So I assure you uh, also that, that neither Ben and I watch very much television. I get bored with it. And I'm not interested very much with what's on it. Uh, I watch a few news shows, then again, only because my wife does, uh, and, and that's that's about about it. Uh, occasionally something on the History Channel, 
I don't even like to watch stuff that I'm in because I, I think I, I don't look that good on television. Anyway, uh, the word translation, no, I did not get it from Bones. Maybe somebody in the Bones writing staff uh, somehow has uh, theological education or, or was familiar with it that way. But they only used it once from what uh, Lisa writes here. So uh, that's a short, a long answer to a short question. Uh, I don't think it is the best word in English to describe the inexpressible reality of bodily death connected with an unendable and always moving super life, so to speak. So it's um, not original for me, but it is not original to Bones either. It is an ancient theological concept. All right. Now, we had planned to use this show to go deeper into the famous Village of Voices case than we have ever done before. There are a lot of things I've never talked about in that case or written about. But we are just so overwhelmed with communications from listeners that the open line show just seemed the right thing to do. I'll remind our listeners that we you can call us at 248-545-7685. That's 545-SOUL. Or if listening online at the CBS News Sky Radio website or any of the other websites that carry us, uh, there is an instant message gizmo there, a uh, handy-dandy tool at the right of your screen. And we do monitor the uh, the show uh, email, daily email, paul at behindtheparanormal.com uh, while we are on the air, so you can send us anything uh, that way, too. Or you can just listen to the questions. Okay. Ben. Wait, what? That's the ending, guys. Oh, okay. Sorry. All right, I'm a little uh, flustered here. Okay. Let's, uh, <laughs> yes, the cat's been driving me crazy. Actually, I'll, t- I'll tell you what, it, it's, it's almost paranormal. Uh, our cat, whose name is Rusty, and we've had, uh, I think, uh, uh, when we had the animal communicator on, our good friend, uh, Karen Anderson, she did a quote unquote reading of him, and he's, he's pretty strange. He th- treats me like I'm a cat. Uh, our, our niece is a veterinarian in South Carolina, and this, this, she says that he, Thinks like thinks that I'm a cat. He he will um, treat me in various ways that the cats only treat other cats. He wants to be the alpha, for example. And I assure you, around here, I'm the alpha cat. I'm the top cat. So I will hiss at him, and he immediately backs off and he does what I, does what I wanted to do. But tonight, it's it's pouring here in in New England. Uh, it's the the same storm, I guess, that people got in the Midwest. That was a blizzard, but we're close to the salt water here, so it does take a little a longer for winter to get going as the sea heats up the air. So it's pouring, and he's blaming me that it's pouring outside. And it was he's standing, trying. He wants to go out, and he's looking at me, and he's swiping as if it's my fault. So if anybody knows anything about how to deal with crazy cats, then uh, then let me know here. Anyway, let's get to our our emails. Uh, this is uh, about the subject of reincarnation, and I will. Oh, by the way, I point that we will be looking at a picture tonight uh, that is on our talking points page at behindtheparanormal.com. So, if you if you uh, do have access to a computer, you can go to behindtheparanormal.com. Uh, hit the talking points link, and you will see at the top there is a, are two photographs uh, sent in by uh, one of our listeners, and we're going to discuss that next. To give you a little bit of a head start, but in the meantime, we have one from uh, Winifred in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And she writes something about reincarnation. Okay. So, uh, just read your enlightening the real nature of reincarnation. Fantastic. Reading more of your beliefs is my quest. I re- I release a, uh, I relish a phone conversation reading, however. The www.paulino.org did not work for me. Okay, well that, that site is, is off the air. 
I have to give you a little background here, and she she uses the 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 R word here, which is reading. And if if you do listen to this station a lot, to this part of the network here, you do see hear a lot of shows where people do readings. Well, people have people often ask that Ben and I do psychic readings. And if you look back on the podcast of this show, we actually tried that for a couple of times when we first came on uh, Chief Radio uh, when we were just still on the internet. We did. Was I, yeah. was I there? Yeah, you were there the first one. Remember, we were going, we had so many impressions coming in that we, it was really, it was kind of, kind of confusing. Remember? Back in, this is back in 08. No. I don't remember any of this. Okay. Well, just as well, because it wasn't a big success. Okay. I had a, a wonderful publicist at the time who was determined to, wonderful, because she was a wonderful person and very talented at what she did, but she was determined to make me a psychic. And I said, I'm not comfortable with that. You know, I'm not sure where information comes from. I have a lot of questions. I'd much rather be thought of as a paranormal investigator or, as we say today, a cosmic sojourner, one who, uh, with my son here, uh, exa- you know, explores the multiverse, so to speak. But um, I did kind of get convinced to do a few of those things. And what happened was that I, I long ago decided not to continue that because it, it – not because it didn't work, because in a way it worked too well – uh, <clears throat> excuse me. With our multiverse perspective, what I felt that I was doing and what I would try to do when I would try to do a quote-unquote reading for somebody was to go to the point in the multiverse, in our, our parallel world system here, where I am them, or I was them. And uh, it, was a, it was a frightening experience. Uh, I don't have the shamanic uh, abilities in the family, but nevertheless, it was a shock to actually have flooding into my head the memories the the images the um, uh, fears of the people I was trying to do readings for and it was a terrifying experience um, anyway I just we don't do it anymore and and I, I don't know about Ben whatever whatever his future takes him that's up to him but for me I don't do it and we we certainly don't do it together at this point uh, I think there there are kind of more important things to do people it's are their own and waste of time well it is I think and people are their own best psychics quote unquote and to rely on somebody else to tell you what to do is not a good idea so uh, that's a, again an answer to the idea of relishing a phone reading with me I appreciate that. Uh, Winifred, however, we don't really do that anymore. And the old website, paulino.org, is up. Well, it exists. Well, no, it's not up right now. It's down, and it's it's going to. We're probably going to recycle it in some way that's more positive. So, uh, if that answers the question, I hope it does. But we do not do uh, psychic readings. Okay. Uh, Here is um, there's one a shorter one I wanted to do here too. Okay, here you go, Ben. Uh, Let me pick it up. There we go. Oh, this is from uh, Phil in uh, Mishawaka, Indiana. Okay. Okay. Um, short question. He asks, uh, what do you know and think about quantum jumping? Okay. You want to take that? Uh, I don't know. You start right. off and just, just okay. actually let me know. <clears throat> quantum jumping is something that is relatively... Dangerous. Yeah, it is. And it's uh, it's something we did not hear talked about usually 10 or 20 years ago that I'm aware of. I don't know if our if we're well known enough that our ideas have affected people this way spiritually, maybe maybe not, I don't know. But it is the idea that you can jump from world to world 
uh, in the sense of our multiverse ideas. I think Hollywood, again, has, who never gets it right, which never gets it right, had a quantum leap and sliders and shows like that some years ago, I think back in the 90s. And it was, um, to me, uh, rather laughable because they, they don't get it right. These worlds are not entirely separate from one another. As a matter of fact, it's not like you can jump from one you know, in a clean way to another. It's it's an open system, or at least it seems to be. There is a constant exchange of energy uh, and, and this sort of thing, and, and I think that the quantum jumping idea has to, first of all, clear that hurdle before it goes anywhere else. That these, these are not totally separate worlds. The idea of of popular quantum jumping is to jump to a world where things are better for you. Maybe you have more money or something you need here is already fulfilled in a parallel world, which it is, and to kind of get that. And from that point of view, it can be something valuable. I think that we have ways of doing that subconsciously. I think that prayer, in a way, could be interpreted as quantum jumping applied in that way, in a spiritual way, or even magic, as the Wiccans talk about it, could be you know, manipulating one's environment. Okay, well, we have to wrap for a break now. We'll come right back to talk about quantum jumping here on Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno on CBS New Sky Radio, NewSkyRadio.com. Stay with us. Psychic Radio. PsychicOnAir.com. The Wake Up Call with Ellen Tom. Well, so you're the first kid on the block and you can prove it because there's similar prototypes but nothing quite as good as yours. Yes. Yours has more than one yes. application. Yes, my God, you're brilliant. Hi, it's Tom Force. Reverend L. Newman and I are here Monday nights, 7 till 9, primetime Eastern Time in the United States with Wake Up Call on Psychic Radio. Psychic Radio. We know you're listening. Life is a journey. Let us be your guide. Reach out on the net now, psychiconair.com. Look for Psychic Radio on your AOL radio player.
CBS Radio's The Sky. Back to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. Call now. 248-545-SOL. New SkyRadio.com. Okay, and welcome back. And we're, we have an open line show this evening, and we're dealing with questions from readers. Uh, readers. I'm a, as a writer, I write uh, re- questions from listeners here. And this is, uh, of course, we're continuing our answer to uh, Phil's question from Mishawaka, Indiana. And Phil had, was wanting to know about quantum jumping, and we talked a bit about that. Now, it, it this is really what shamans do, as they, as they explained it to me, and they will reach into parallel worlds where what you need already exists and kind of pull it in and as physicists would say, collapse the wave function so it becomes real in our world. Uh, that, that's, that's a positive approach to this. But whether everybody should do this, uh, Ben will now comment. No, don't. If you're untrained to this, if you're not used to it, it can honestly scare you to the point where, you know what? You know what? You could just, more than likely, if you come out of it too quickly... You're probably gonna become brain dead because your consciousness is gonna be stuck in that one world, and you could potentially die, or be stuck there forever. So I've even heard of people disappearing literally, and and, and ending up in that. You know, it's, yeah, it's it's just not safe. It's like overdosing on acid. It's like you take like fifty tabs of acid, basically. You know, in a way, I think it's like remember we we always compare uh, intrusion with encounter. Yeah, and people ask, well, how come it's dangerous to do Ouija boards, and yet at the same time, it's not dangerous to uh, be in in quiet and loving contact with a loved one in the sense of someone who's you know translated. Here we get back to that uh, previously, and it, it's the difference, as I say, between intrusion and Ouija board. You're punching through whatever nearest world membrane happens to be handy, and heaven only knows what you're going to find there. And half the time, it's parasites who come through and start feeding off you and your family and create chaos. Whereas if you're, you're sort of uh, going about your daily life and you have an encounter with something positive that's different. So in the same way, uh, get, getting back to what we were saying before the break about unconscious quantum jumping in a sense, something that, that I think it's within us, deep within us, in, in our, the reality of what we are, to be in touch with, because it's one life that we have spread across all these worlds, to be in touch with all those lives subconsciously. And when we need something, 
let, let your subconscious take care of it. Suppose you have, you know, you're really concerned about a loved one who is ill. Well, somewhere out there is a world in which they are not ill. And everything else is pretty much the same as it is here. Strive for that. Uh, without having, I don't think you need to jump anywhere. Just long for a resolution. Pray. A prayer is a tremendous tool for this. And I think that, that these things very often will come to us when we need them. We don't have to reach out necessarily and grab them. Shamans do that, but shamans are trained to do that. Most of us are not. So I'd say quantum jumping has its good aspects, its, its, its bad aspects. It's, and like it to, it's like trying to go cliff diving, even though you don't know how to cliff dive or you've never swum before. Yeah, that's true. You have to know how to do it. Yeah, yeah. and it exists on many levels, So uh, much of which we are already working with in our subconscious. So as with so many other things, I'd say... Don't worry about it. Just don't push it. Okay. All right. Now, here is, uh, let's see. We're trying to get some short ones here. All right. Here's, well, here's kind of a a longer one here. Uh, This is from um, Barry T. in Scotland. All right. Okay. um, So, Barry writes... Listen to your interview on Coast to Coast. Oh, wait a minute. Let me stop you before. I don't want to get going with Barry and not be able to finish it. We've got... uh, a uh, call here from uh, two of our field reporters. I guess Roma came in first, and uh, Roma, are you with us? I am. Hi, Paul. Hi, Ben. Yeah, it's Hi. great to uh, great to hear from you. So, uh, do you have uh, anything interesting to report for us tonight? You know, I, nothing nothing too interesting, actually. I um, I was doing a little bit of research and came across a recent um, report of a UFO in kind of kind of in my neck of the woods, Idaho. Placerville, um, Idaho. Idaho. Uh, it happened on November 27, 2010, and there's a picture associated with it, which is what I thought was interesting about it. Um, I found this on. I'm looking right now. Um, I think it's uh, new. Let's see. Oh, oh. Um, mutual UFO networks. Um, I think it's the dot com. And if you were to look up Idaho. It's the most recent report, but there's a, a picture here of a UFO, and this was reported by a man who was out hunting with his son-in-law, and they, um, he, I guess apparently he is actually used to work uh, for the military, and part of his job was to identify these aircraft, and he had taken pictures that day of the scenery while out hunting and um, had not seen this craft at the time, but it showed up in the picture and said that he could not identify it and had never seen anything quite like it. Oh. So I thought it was okay. pretty interesting, especially with the picture. Um, it does look to be a bit menacing. It's a dark black craft. Really? So if anybody was interested in, yeah, if anybody was interested huh. in checking that out, um, yeah, that's uh, M-U-F-O-N. Let's see. Wait, hold on. M-U-F-O-N dot com, and um, you can just search it by Idaho, and it's the first description right there. And uh, certainly, having done that, we certainly want to introduce Roma Petrov, who was our newest reporter. Uh, ben and I actually had the pleasure of meeting uh, Roma and her husband, Peter, when they were vacationing here in New England. Uh, not vacationing, honeymooning, I should say. <laughs> yes. We considered it a, a great honor that, that you uh, you wrote to us and said, while you're here, you, I guess we were uh, you wanted to meet with us, and we managed to do that. It was really, really a wonderful um uh, time we spent together. So, uh, and thank you again for, for agreeing to be a reporter. You live in the, uh, in Boise, Idaho. And, right. uh, we, we're still working on your email. We have a lot of trouble with the show email. 
Uh, even Ben sometimes has trouble. Yeah. And uh, we're trying to work that out, but you will have Roma at BehindTheParanormal.com very soon. In the meantime, you can reach Roma through uh, Paul at BehindTheParanormal.com in a pinch. And uh, we do hope to have a... Um, uh, long and informative uh, kind of relationship with you uh, as you report from your uh, your neck of the woods, the upper, uh, upper I guess, the, the northwest. Yes, uh, so far. <laughs> very good. So. Well, let's uh, just, I, I want to get, we have another call here, too, but just very briefly, okay. tell us about yourself and your interest in the paranormal. Oh, are you still talking to me? Yes. Okay. Um, well, let's see. Um, I have always been interested in the paranormal since I was very young. I from being quite fascinated by it. Um, I mean, I remember going to the library as soon as I could read and looking up, you know, books on the Encyclopedia of Hauntings and things of that nature. So um, I also have an interest in shamanism, um, general general paranormal and metaphysical type topics in general. I kind of jokingly call myself a bit of an armchair scholar. <laughs> um, okay. I, um, I do astral project on occasion, although I'm not very proficient at it. Um, but yeah, those are basically that's uh, where I'm coming from, at least as far as the paranormal aspect of my interests go. Great. Well, give our best to Peter, and we'll talk to you very soon. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Ben. You guys have a good day. You too. Thank you. Okay, and we also have uh, Rich Valdez from Miami on the line. Uh, Rich is our Florida reporter in the uh, U.S. Southeast. Uh, Rich, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. How are you, Paul and Ben? How's everything? Great. Nice to talk good. to you. Uh, what do you have for us tonight? Well, uh, there's been some reports as of late, ironically, when it comes to UFO sightings throughout the state of Florida. And, in fact, um, as of recently, there was uh, some coverage on the story of a UFO sighting in the state of Florida on one of the new popular paranormal shows out there. Uh, there also seems to be a lot of activity going on in the Casabega spiritualist community here in Florida as well. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, as of late, there there has been you know, somewhat of a paranormal activity going on, and it's been picking up in the state of Florida for some strange reason. It may just be the, the weather, considering it's cold here as of late. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, it's funny you mentioned the spiritualist community. That's well known to people in our line of work, and I've always been interested in the number of UFO sightings that are sometimes reported from there. Could you tell us more about uh, that community? Or do you, are you familiar with it? Casadega was established um, back in 1845, if I'm not mistaken, uh, by an individual, uh, which his name escapes me right now, I'm sorry, um, came from New York. He was led by uh, a uh, spirit guide. And uh, when he went ahead and homesteaded um, about 35 acres, of uh, which later on became Casadega Spiritualist Community, he went ahead and started uh, building um, he was he was known to also have tuberculosis, and as the story goes, he was supposedly exposed to a spring that was in the very area that he was that he had already homesteaded, which happened to become Casadega. That was the basis for the elixir that ended up curing him of tuberculosis. So ever since then, uh, Casadega has pretty much been a stop for just about every single spiritualist or uh, anyone that's into mediumship or uh, spirit guides. It's become uh, pretty much a very popular place here in the state of Florida. Uh, there's even a hotel there that's presumed to be haunted, and a lot of, of people tend to stop by there and visit just to experience the, the hauntings and the going-ons that go, go on there during the evening. 
Interesting. And, excuse me, uh, UFOs also have been reported in the area. Yes. Well, that's uh, that's very interesting. And, Rich, uh, thanks for calling in. Is that uh, Do you have anything else? or? Nope, that, that's about it. Just wanted to call in, uh, give my report, and check up on you guys and see how you're all doing. It's been a while since we all spoke. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. it. Well, uh, well, we're, we're we're doing okay. We uh, yes. we uh, did some preliminary filming uh, for this proposed television show, and we're gonna can't say any more about it than that. But uh, we got uh, some pretty pretty spectacular results. I think people will be interested if it ever gets on the air. So we'll keep you posted on that. Okay, you dropped off. Okay, we lost Rich. Okay, well, Rich, thank you uh, for your for your report. Okay, now we're going to. Um, uh, Start here. We're going to be coming up on a break now, but we're we're going to start. What the other uh, email? This which one? This one. Yeah, I never. Oh, I beg your pardon. We end, okay. Why don't we finish that one? Then we'll, then we'll um, the other half of the break will come. The other side of the break will come back with our photo. All right. So anyway, hi guys. Listen to your. No, this is from uh, Barry again. And listen to your your interview on coast to coast here in Scotland. I like your site. Some uh, some very interesting subject matter. Uh, some very interesting subject matter, and I like the fact you analyze your photos, so uh, some you even debunk. I did notice the mirror effect with the portal in it. I believe this is a reflection of the beloved edge of the glass, which you clearly see where the frame overlaps on the top, on the top, bottom, and left and right. I work a lot with images and light refraction and reflection. So this just seemed very obvious to me. Just thought I would drop you a line. Keep up the good work, lads. Okay, we appreciate that, Barry. Uh, very much respect anyone with, with, with expertise in that area. Uh, we did, uh, as one with professional photographic training, I did take great pains to eliminate all possibilities of, of uh, reflectivity from the beveled edge and everything else. We took the shot from various angles, with and without flash, and we got the same result that night. Now, we were back there uh, in November for an entire weekend uh, in preparation for some project we were doing there. And I, we, we deliberately, or I deliberately tried to duplicate that effect with that mirror, and we couldn't do it. It's all, everything that we had done that night, uh, everything was in the same position, couldn't do it. So uh, whether this was uh, what the reflectivity, I don't know. Again, uh, the picture is at uh, newenglandghosts.com, Ghosts of Connecticut. You can see for yourself. Anyway, we're going to take another break. We'll be right back with Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno on CBS New Sky Radio, newskyradio.com. Stay with us. Enlighten. Empower. Enrich. This is CBS Radio's The New Sky. New Horizons. No Boundaries. All day long, we're devoted to your emotional, physical, and spiritual well-being. With your direct connect to the stars, Lisa J. Smith, The Dr. Pat Show, Liz Souza, Barbara Mackey, Glynis McCants, The Wake-Up Call, with L. Newman and Tom Force. Let us know how we're doing. 248-545-7685. Log on. NewSkyRadio.com. 24 hours a day. Your spiritual well-being is our concern. Awaken the extraordinary. Live the life you've imagined. Look up to the sky. CBS Radio's The New Sky. NewSkyRadio.com. New horizons. No boundaries. 
can say words only simple. Say I can say words only clear. Oh, I can feel your heart is beating there. Yeah, yeah. Wanting love is all that I feel when you're passing by. Wanting love is all that I see. It's there in your CBS Radio's The Sky. Back to Behind the Paranormal. With Paul and Ben Eno. Call now. 248-545-SOL. New SkyRadio.com. Believe. Well, welcome back. And we're answering emails and uh, various questions from our uh, listeners this evening. And this next one is from Danny... And I'm not sure where. Oh, yes, he says he's from Downey, California. And uh, he has a very interesting photo that he sent us. And if you'd like to see it, it is on the. If you do have access to a computer right now, it is on behindtheparanormal.com. And look for the talking points link, and it is at the top. Right. Hi there. My name is Danny, and I live in Downey, California. Lately, I have been hearing strange noises all over the house, including knocking on my door when no one else is home. Doors opening and weird things outside the outside in the yard. The other night, my dog was outside barking and going crazy, and it seemed to be uh, barking at nothing near our grassy area in the yard. So I decided to snap some pictures just to see, like, if maybe something would come out in a picture, and I couldn't see, and that I couldn't see with my eyes. I'd, I attached the very first picture I took, and I. I noticed an orb pretty clear in the picture. My camera, which I use all the time, has never had any defects or have ever taken any pics of 
orbs or anything else. And yet, this is this picture clearly shows an orb. Not sure if I'm wrong, but if it doesn't look like anything I have ever seen, that doesn't look like anything I've ever seen other than on TV, on one of those paranormal shows. And if you look closely on the right-hand corner of the roof, I see what looks like to me the shape of a person sitting on the roof. Maybe my eyes are playing tricks on me. Can you respond, please, and let me know if I'm crazy? Thank you, Danny. Okay, well, one of the first questions we always get is, do you think I'm crazy? And, of course, the answer is <laughs> very rarely is the answer yes. And I'm sure, uh, Danny, that you're perfectly fine. Orbs are very common, and that gets into uh, the whole issue of what are orbs. However, one, one thing we did with this picture is that, and this is no substitute for true infrared photography for any of you who are into uh, real research here, whatever that means. And what we did was to take the photograph that Danny sent, and again, it is visible at uh, BehindTheParanormal.com on our Talking Points page for this show, which is right at the top of the pile of Talking Points. And it, you can see an orb, and it looks as like the dog is looking right at it. And I, don't know, I can't tell if the dog's barking, but the dog uh, looks like he sees it. But if you... Uh, do the, the 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 cheap way of replacing infrared, and that's simply to put it into a photo shop or something or some program that will lighten the photo in a consistent way. You know, don't no not certain parts of it, or anything, but lighten the whole thing. Very often, you see more than you see in the original photo, and that's the case with this one. There seem to be not just uh, this one orb, or and I, I don't know. I don't particularly see any guy sitting on the roof, but that, that maybe that's just me. Uh, ben hasn't seen the photo. Mm-hmm. But there are lots of orbs in this. And particularly if you look at the sky in the background, the sky is full of orbs. All right. We find a number of questions about orbs that just are not answered by the spirit orb thing. People, again, are assuming these things mean there are ghosts around, you know. What they do mean in our experience is that it's very likely there are world boundaries around. Of course, they're always around everywhere. My personal theory of orbs is that they are plasma-based life forms, or they look like plasma for one thing, plasma-based life forms that feed around the boundaries of parallel worlds. Nature is everywhere. It's every when. It is in every possible form. <coughs> life, excuse me, as Sir Fred Hoyle, the great uh, astrophysicist, said, life is, the ex- is not the exception in the universe. It is the rule. And we were talking last week, I often laugh at all the vehicles we spent billions of dollars to send to Mars. They crawl around. They look for life as we know it. Well, what about life as we don't know it? I think most life is life as we don't know it. And orbs may be one of these. So it looks as though, Danny, you have not only the one or two orbs there, you seem to have a whole area full of them. There are pictures we have had in very active paranormal areas where the orbs look like snowflakes. And I know for a fact that they were not snowflakes. Sometimes orbs are dust or snowflakes. Uh, and and I'd even say that, that in most cases they may be uh, uh, insects. If you're using a flash at night, it's going to reflect off an insect. could look like an orb. And digital photography, especially digital cameras, will interpret what they see as something that they can understand. You know, and, and, and not, not to uh, exaggerate their intelligence, but they will interpret and, and portray something that, that uh, is um, not necessarily what's there. However, it seems as though uh, some orbs are unexplainable. I have seen them with the naked eye. Uh, they do seem to behave in an intelligent manner, and I do think they may be these uh, intelligent life forms that do as I say they, they, they do. 
But again, uh, I think I would like to see if this happens again. Uh, Danny, if you could send us some more photos, if you do happen to have any with these, these orbs in them. And as far as the problem in the house is concerned, uh, doors opening, weird things outside in the yard, etc. cetera. Uh, I, um, I don't think you're crazy. This is very common. And the presence of the orbs may indicate that you live in an active area as far as worlds blending are concerned. In uh, many worlds, you have the same house and uh, other people are living in it. There are people who uh, may be in other times who are living in your house. There may be uh, worlds in which uh, this your space is being shared with things that are not human at all. This is the normal state of our planet and our universe or our multiverse. And very often the manifestations are so mild as to say, well, just one of those things and you don't even remember it. It's only when the dishes start flying and a Bigfoot walks through your back door or something that you start to notice these things. So you may be, not to worry you, in an active area, but again, many areas are active. I would say stay in touch and keep us posted about this. I think the orbs are just a manifestation that you may live in an active area. Okay, let's... uh, uh, Okay, we have... uh, Oh, we have... um, Donna, uh, oh, okay, all right, uh, well, we haven't, all right, this is from Donna, a reporter in Connecticut, and uh, Donna's case is the one Ben and I have been working so uh, hard on lately, and there was a photograph that was sent in, and we have not posted it on our Talking Points page, but because we still have people looking at it. It is a very interesting one. If you do look at the NewEnglandGhosts.com site, and you look at the, there is a link for meet some New England ghosts, and that'll take you to you can choose each state, and look for ghosts of Connecticut, and you will see Connecticut's Skinwalker Ranch. Well, that's that's Donna's house, and uh, we've been trying to first of all calm things down, move portals out of the house with the help of a of some people from somewhere else who are willing to help us. And uh, we have, uh, so far, seemed to have some success in doing that, uh, so that the, at least the area, which is very active, uh, that people can have their home back to a point where they're not you know, listening to horses galloping down the hallway and, and people uh, banging around in their basement and this sort of thing. It's a very, very active area because of many worlds converging on the same site. It's part of a larger active area. We believe we have mapped out a triangle uh, that involves has involved some UFO sightings and possible uh, secret installations of some kind, and uh, that's something that's going to be uh, talked about uh, in uh, great detail when we get it on the screen. So in any case, we're going to get back to Donna's picture in a moment, and we're going to uh, invite you to stay with us on Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Van Eno on CBS News Sky Radio, NewSkyRadio.com. See you in a minute. Join Kimmy Rose on interviews, Thursday nights from 9 to 11 p.m., Together as a community, we will embrace the challenges in life and find a way to experience heaven on earth. Spiritual teachers and Kimmy will bring you insight on how to change your life and embrace purpose. Interviews this Thursday night starting at 9. It's all about what's within you.
CBS Radio's The Sky. Back to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. Call now. 248 545 Soul. New SkyRadio.com. And welcome back, and we're taking questions from listeners this evening. Uh, Donna, a reporter from Connecticut, as I said, had uh, said that we ought to discuss the picture she just sent us. And uh, it follows right from Barry's question about this mirror. It's the same mirror in the same room. And in the mirror, you can see very clearly a human face, which Ben and I thought at first looked like Donna's daughter, who also lives in the house. However, on a closer inspection, it really there are similarities, but the hair is different and the eyes are different, and uh, there even and there are some facial features that are a little bit different. Uh, in fact, uh, nobody seems to know who this person is in this mirror, and it is it is extremely clear. But the person will have to be standing within the frame of the photograph in order to be reflecting in the mirror like that. So we are, uh, we're not prepared to publish it just yet. Uh, I wanted, we have a number of people looking at it uh, to determine exactly what their opinion is about it. And I don't, we're very careful, as Barry pointed out, we try to be very careful with photos. And even when we do publish them on any of our websites, we say, well, this could be, this is a good candidate for a, a paranormal shot here. You know, we, we don't, 
commit ourselves to, to anything on that because there, there are too many chances for making mistakes. But this one is very interesting, and uh, we've always known Donna to be absolutely honest. Uh, we know her very well. We've, we've been investigating the case for five years, and there's no indication that – uh, there's anything, uh, uh, any foul play going on here at all. But we do want to make sure that our experts do look at this photo. So we will post it and we'll talk when the time comes. Uh, okay, here we have one from uh, Jen in New York. I think we might have dealt with this one before, but I, I do think it's important. And we have not done so, I don't think, on this network. So I don't think we finished it. Oh, maybe we didn't finish it. Why don't we start from the beginning? Oh, okay. All over again. Okay, so. Oh, poor Ben. Okay, well, you're not the one who has mild dyslexia. All right, since you said that... You. when Yes, I do. Since you said that when we die, quote-unquote, we go to a multiverse, do we stay the same age when we left this Earth? And then, do you want me to continue? No, let me just hit that for, that first point. Uh, when, we, when we die, my opinion is when we oh, die... you know why we didn't finish it? Why? We got in the last 13-minute segment, you're like, oh, let's just start this. And then oh, so we didn't. Oh, okay, that's why we didn't finish well, I have a bet. it. Yeah, well, let's. You were like, oh, well, we should devote a whole show to this, but let's just start it anyway. Okay, well, we are in the last ten minutes of the show. All right. Well, essentially, when I, I never said when we die, we go to a multiverse. I mean, we live. We live in the multiverse. So there is no death. We simply, if you want to hear, we go again. Translate from one life we're already living to another life we're already living. When when the vessel wears out, body in in this case. And that's essentially, the multiverse is the whole system, the whole open system. Uh, it's not that we go to different ones. Okay, that, that's just, just a, a point of semantics. Go ahead, Ben. Okay. Um, uh, do we age in the other plane? Okay, well, it's, well I suppose there are some world, again, the, the, whole, the thing to understand about the multiverse is that in, in quantum thinking, every possibility that can be conceived is conceived only because it exists somewhere or somewhere in the multiverse. Uh, we use the example on Halloween of the Great Pumpkin. Oh, right? And we were doing so jocularly, of course. But the point is that unless such a creature or something similar to it exists somewhere in the multiverse, uh, Schultz, the uh, cartoonist of the Peanuts... Oh, they meant Schultz like from Hogan's Heroes. Of course not. Well, he must exist somewhere, too. Anyway... But that Charles Schultz would never have been able to think of such a creature. If we can conceive of it, it's because we've experienced it somewhere in some life, somewhere, somewhen in the multiverse. That's how it seems to work. Uh, memory, imagination has not been located in the brain. There are a lot of people who have ideas that it's internal. But a lot of physicists who study consciousness believe that imagination and consciousness in general and memories are all non-local. They are shared. Well, shared where? Because we're all part of the same great super life that exists and, and echoes across the multiverse. That, that's how it works. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that, that it's a matter of, of um, simply being aware of, of where we are and when we are. And that's pretty much everywhere, and it's a hard concept. So go ahead, next. Okay. Um, do, you believe that there, do you believe there are no accidents? Well, no, in a sense of coincidence, no. I, I never answered the age question. I'm sorry. So, yeah, if it can be conceived, if, if a world in which we don't age can be conceived, yes, it can be. But I would consider that extremely boring because I think uh, that the, the, why do we go through the whole bodily death thing if there is no death? Because that's our ticket to survival. What kills us more than a freight train or more than poison or more than old age? Boredom. 
we don't have we're a species who did not handle boredom well and i think that the, the greatest thing we can look forward to is in its natural time making the change making the translation to our next life we're already living in some subconscious world and that is uh, i think something that's very we were created oh, wait, I think that we way did, i think we did finish this all right, well, we're looking at another aspect of it at this point. Okay. So, okay. Um, my dad just passed, and I want a good medium. I read you You said uh, you trust about three. I tried many, and they suck. And, okay, well. Um, could you recommend? All right, yeah, well, we did get into this. Uh, actually, I wish I'd never said or written that, uh, because I, I, I don't recommend mediums. You don't need mediums. I think that, as we said earlier in the show, if you have a quiet, deep relationship with someone, that's not going to change. Just because they have been translated, as it were. That love is bigger than, than, than one world. It transcends all the boundaries around us into, into parallel worlds. And it just and into various lives, various existences. It's bigger than just us. And that's one of the things. That's how Ben and I approach our whole our whole work in the multiverse, is to find where there is this love to connect with beings who may not even be human who are willing to help us on whatever project we're working on. And this is as real as it gets. We've encountered uh, some wonderful people, and I guess non-human people too. But we also encounter parasites and dangers and terrible things. It's a real adventure out there. And not everybody. I like to think we're up to it, but and I hope we are. But the idea is that just uh, you can be your own best medium. All right, and th- th- we'll get into that in another show. Uh, okay, that's about all we have time for. I'm afraid. And thank you. And Sorry. we're going to. All right. So if you missed the final two-hour segment of our historical return to Rundlesham series on those on those landmark UFO incidents of 1980. You can hear the rebroadcasts and podcasts of all our shows at www.behindtheparanormal.com. It's podcasts, not rebroadcasts. Right. Our encore broadcast in that series will consist of pre-recorded material uh, from the reunion of the eyewitnesses as to take place later this month in Suffolk, England, and that will air on January 30th. And more information on that later. All right. So many thanks to our producer, Will Kosnick, and we'll see you right here next Sunday, December 19th. At 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 Pacific, on CBS, New Sky Radio, and NewSkyRadio.com, when we'll take a look at Behind the Holidays for some paranormal roots of Hanukkah and Christmas. And every year we do look up new material. We do shows on, on that, that theme every year, but they're not the same. So uh, you will be hearing some uh, some new uh, new material. And again, in the meantime, check out our website, BehindTheParanormal.com, where you can uh, buy my books and do all kinds of great stuff uh, <clears throat> and see our guests uh, upcoming and past. In the meantime, check out our Monday Drive Time show at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 Pacific on WON, 1240 a.m. in southeastern New England and ONWorldwide.com. And you can hear rebroadcasts of our Behind the Paranormal CBS shows on Saturdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 Pacific, right here on CBS New Sky Radio. All right, and we leave you with a quote, uh, well, with a thought from comedian Mitch Hedberg. I think that Bigfoot is blurry. That's the problem. It's not the photographer's fault. (laughs) Thanks for joining us on our great cosmic journey tonight, and we'll see you next time. Enlighten. Empower. Enrich. This is CBS Radio's The New Sky. New horizons, no boundaries.
voices telling me that I should get some sleep because tomorrow might be good for something. Talking to myself in public And dodging glances on the train And I know I know they've all been talking about me I can hear them whisper And it makes me think There must be something wrong with me Out of all the hours thinking I want to help you to embrace the life you've always envisioned. Listen to us on the I'm Thankful Network, Monday through Friday. Listeners from all the backgrounds come together as we identify the truly important aspects of life. The I'm Thankful Network is like comfort food for the soul. In short, we want you to be positively positive about where you are headed. Join us every weekday for the I'm Thankful Network. Fun, educational, and empowering. Tune in to find yourself all over again. CBS Radio's The New Sky. New horizons, no boundaries. NewSkyRadio.com. CBS Radio The Sky and NewSkyRadio.com are presented only for entertainment purposes. And advice should not be used in place of appropriate medical, financial,